takes me a second. It's like, oh, what? Oh, okay. Trying to read a big word, and you realize it's two different words. It's like, okay, <laughs> nice. Wait, you guys can't read or hear, listen to like fluent Japanese. Give me, th- give me one Japanese word, Anthony. Nani. Damn it. I should have. I should have picked. I should have said two. That's that one's on me. I'll get you next time. Chris Bailey, welcome to my first anime. <laughs> Wait, is that all open? It is now, yeah. fuckers. <laughs> okay, I'm Salvador, also known as Monkey. Welcome to my first anime. I guess this is what we're doing. I'm Anthony Vaught. Uh, I'm not doing it again. Anthony, you were supposed to say, welcome to my first anime. Welcome to my first anime. Thank you. I guess that's what we're doing. The podcast where everything's made up and the openings don't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was actually gonna come in with the whole like desert island question. Just thought you guys would be, but we we can go with that. We can go with that. Now, better question: If we're if we're joking about who's lying, who's who from who's lying? I guess I'm Drew Carey, so I don't have to do a lot of work. Mm, that tracks. <laughs> You're only funny when other people are making fun of you. Hey, I'm always funny, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, unbeatable guys. Uh, white label. A free demo for it came out on Steam. It is a, an anime-inspired rhythm game that looks like totally trigger-inspired. Uh, in the art style, music fucking slaps, and apparently there's some like introspective melancholic existentialism going on. So that game's pressing all of my buttons, and I've been obsessed with that demo for the past week. Uh, also, still plugging away at Near Replicant. Finally, almost done with all the side quests. I think I've I've got one left, so I can finally barrel through the main quest and have that game rip out my heart like a wolf at a wedding. Which what? if you know what? if you get it go to <laughs> what? If you get it, you get it. Oh, no, you have to explain this. I, I, will, so I will not. Oh, is it is it a Neil? Is that like a thing about Neil? Is there wolves in Neil? Not, yeah, there's wolves in here, but we're not going to talk about it. I'm done. Oh, uh, my anime minute, so um Nothing really happened since last week. Still watching Taskmaster. I did finish the Jutsu Kaisen. I'm just going to say, the anime is eh. But goddamn, it has fantastic fight scenes. The fight scenes with... um, I'm really bad with names. I mean, as, if you guys listen to the podcast, you guys should know that. But uh, Jundo, the big buff guy. um, And then the main character was... I think it's Adoi. Or, I don't know his name. But they did a fantastic fight against a fucking force demon guy. And if this is spoilers, my bad. But I always just want to talk. It's just a fantastic fight. Strike three. Jesus Christ. <laughs> there it was. Fantastic fight. Um, I like the salary man. I mean, these things makes the anime eh because they are so good. The story is like not good. And like everything else is like not good. But Go is really fantastic. The final fight with the female one in the group because I don't remember her name. The only one I can remember is Megamine, and that's only because his name shows like two female characters that I really like, which is Konosuba and 
There's another mega meme. I don't know. Um, but that last fight was fantastic because C went off and I fucking loved it. I love when a female character is really strong and she was really strong in that moment. I'm like, yes, I want more of this. That's all for Jujutsu Kaisen. Anthony? Yeah, I started uh, trucking along some more One Piece, made it through uh, Sanji, right? Yeah, Sanji's mm-hmm. arc, his first arc, and uh, pretty excited because the last part of that little thing was looking at Nami, like, just like, I think, bracing herself over the ledge, and I'm like, oh, it's time, baby. So I think her arc is next, I'm pretty sure. I'm not, I think. Yeah, Arlong is next. I imagine there's a couple filler and then, yeah, Arlong. But I'm pretty fucking excited for some Arlong. I like Hell, Sanji's yeah. arc. Sanji's arc is pretty good. I know it's one of the most, like, people don't like it, but I like it. I kind of just thought it was a little too uh, drawn out. I think the final fight was, like, over, like, three or four episodes, which I know is how Shoujin, or, uh, Shonen's work, but it, I, I just wasn't too, like, like I wasn't excited to hit next. I was just hitting it to kind of, like, okay, let's see how this ends. Yeah, I don't think Don Krieg is a, is a particularly strong villain. I think he's okay. I mean, we get Mihawk in it, and we get uh, Red Leg. Jeff was he's fantastic in it, but I mean, when it comes to like Arlong and Crocodile and some of the other big bads, you're gonna be like, "Fucking yeah, dude, let's go kick his goddamn ass, Luffy." Yeah, I agree with you with Arlong. Crocodile, it was eh. The the arc was way too long. I yeah, Alabasta probably has some pacing issues, but the whole arc of him fighting Crocodile fucking rules. Yeah, it's not bad. But yeah, besides that, um, not too much else. Kind of watched a little bit more Shameless, just on non-anime stuff, and that's uh, about it. Watch Invincible. I'm going to keep stressing that one. Yeah, throw that in there. <laughs> Is that on Amazon, right? Yeah, it's on, yeah that's on Amazon. I mean, me and Owens are reading the comic books, and we're having a great time talking about it. Even though I read <laughs> the comic books three years ago, because I knew Invincible was a fantastic comic, but I don't want to I don't want gatekeep. Everybody should watch and read Invincible. Go to your loyal. I think the show is better so far. So I recommend watching it. Only read it if you're like me and have the patience of a two-year-old. And we'll be like, I don't want to wait for more seasons to come out. But is the comic <laughs> good, Owens? The boys as well. The comic is good. But I think from what I've seen of the show, the show seems like it'll be much improved over the comic. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But the comic is still good. So read it. Yes. Go to your local comic book store and get your comic today. Anyway, let's talk about Pet. Episode 5 of Pet Locks. <laughs> Quick addendum to the previous week. The opening's good. I don't think it's going to make the Spotify cut for me, but it's good. I like the last third of it a lot. I've been fucking jamming to this all fucking week. I am completely agree with Anthony. Like it's going into my YouTube playlist of openings because I really like it. Uh, ending still absolutely fucking jams though. That I, made actually, it to my Spotify. I actually finally listened to it. It's not bad. I I think I got overhyped by you guys, and you guys ruined it for me. So let's try not to hype. Oh, stuff I'm still up. fucking vibing to that one too. Yeah, let's keep our try and keep our positivity in check, guys. <laughs> we don't want people to think we like stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So we pick up right where we left off. Tsukasa gets in the car with Hayashi. Hayashi, yes. Uh, Tsukasa basically just starts fanboying over him. Like, uh, you know, you're so cool and good at things. How come this is the first time I've ever been in a car with you? God, I just do not like this guy vibes and I understand why. 
after <laughs> these few episodes? Uh, I'm kind of digging some. Okay, I I have a complicated <laughs> relationship with Sukasa, and we'll talk more about that later. They talk about the company a bit in Satoru, mostly just like an expedition dump. We learn the catatonic girl's name, Mei Ling, and basically what her deal is. She is what they are calling a baby, which is someone who has been given image powers and was given a peak, but not like somehow not fully formed and not able to create uh, memories and have emotions of their own. So they're basically still more or less in that crushed state and easily and easy to manipulate. Yeah, I was kind of confused because it seemed like at the beginning when they introduced babies, they were like, they're just us without like, I guess, true peaks kind of. Because, I mean, uh, later on we get a little glimpse into her peak and like shit's on fire and she's still losing it. Almost like uh, uh, Satoru was at the very beginning of his like thing. Yeah. And uh, so I... I I'm kind of, I'm still kind of confused on the baby stuff. It makes kind of sense. I just wish it was more fleshed out. And maybe it is, and I just missed it. I, I think we're probably going to get more in the last batch. I, I think. Okay. Yeah. My understanding is we do not know the full story of what's going on with them yet. There, there's like a piece or two missing for sure. Okay. Because yeah, every everything that I can think of right now is like she's in that state where like she's barely functional, like just enough to like swear they don't have to. She, she's unable to develop a personality, but she's still able to, like, function-ish. Yes. Like, but, like, barely. Yeah. Like, she can walk and swallow. <laughs> but, like, yeah, Jin is literally it. feeding her in one scene. So, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, I mean, they use the word puppets, which is exactly... What they are. Apt, yeah. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Would you, guys, would you guys like to explain to me, like, what the fuck they are talking about image? Because, like, they keep throwing oh, that yeah. word around, and it's like still bugs me. Like I know the the blonde hair guys. Stand. The what? It's their stand, <laughs> basically. Okay. It's like the door or the fish, right? Or the yeah, water it's, it's in the, the wind. The manifestation of whatever you know their power is, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sato's image is the door. Uh, yeah, one dude's is the fish. Hit, hit, hit. Hiroki's is the fish. Sakasa's is the water, and Hayashi's is the wind. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, and the butterfly, and so on. Yeah. So the main, the not the main bad guy, but the the one, the one that's controlling everybody. Um, the not the CEO, but the Sukasa. No, the dick, the one who smokes. What's his name? Oh, uh, Katsuragi. Yeah. So his whole thing is he just goes inside the people's mind as, as himself, and that's why he, that's why he doesn't have like an image or anything like that. Because he doesn't have an image, he has to go in by himself. That's how I would phrase that, as himself. Yeah. Because we saw that one dude who babysits um, Mei Ling. He had to do the same thing. Remember, he just walked in as himself. And yeah, they don't have images, which I don't I don't know if they've specifically told us the difference between the two. But yeah. it seems like people with images like they're kind of they're kind of because that one girl, she was a uh, gin. She right. She was jealous that she didn't have an image. Yeah. And so it's just um, yeah, I think the image has to do with people with catatonic states because because remember how Jin and uh, Satoru were talking in like two episodes from now or three episodes from now. She was like, yeah, I kind of wish. And he goes, no, I, you don't because like we can't have memories. We have to rely on other people to get our peaks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, I think that's the difference. And they don't say what the benefit is yet, but that's the fallback at least. The I mean, the other thing is I think people without images can potentially still have some level of that power, right? Like 
it seems most of the time they have to be brought in by somebody else. But oh yeah, yeah. But when Katsuragi yeah, did the cigarette crush. flick thing in the first one of the first episodes, like he fucked with someone on his own. Um, so it seems like he does have like very limited powers, but not having the image. Yeah, yeah. I guess just not having the image gives them extremely limited abilities. Because once okay. they're in there, they can still go do stuff, which implies that they have some ability. I, I I doubt like they can just drag anyone in there and they can fuck with memories. I don't know. That'd be interesting to know. I guess. Okay. But Sukasa basically, or Hayashi basically tells Sukasa that the company forced him to keep, or told him he either had to keep making puppets or go crush Satoru, and he didn't want to do either, so he peaced out. Um, and Sukasa gets real mad because Hayashi does not seem to really give a shit about him. He's like, why did you ask how I am? As he chases him into the woods, which I don't know why he decided to get out of the car and walk into the woods. Uh, didn't, if I remember, I thought there was like a, hey, I want to show you something kind of bit. I, if there was, I missed I that. Thought I I could have made that up, but. Sukasa reveals that if he crushes Hayashi, he will be made a son, which is uh, basically an executive in the company. Uh, then they go into the woods and they talk about like giving peaks and do all that shit. And we cut over to Satoru to see what's going on with him. And he's at a bar. And, ooh, boy, Satoru sucks, guys. What? Why? Uh, he uses his <laughs> mind to, like, take control of a woman. Yep. Even though it doesn't happen, but the, what do you call it, the thought was there. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was he tried to hypnotize Jin, theoretically, to have sex with her. That seemed like where it was going. And the hypnotism, for whatever reason, didn't take. I'm curious to figure out why that is. And she kind of gives him a little like, ah, you're, <laughs> you kind of suck for that. But oh, well, let's go. Um, I think it's the same way that uh, Saka or Tusa. <clears throat> Sukasa. Sukasa was um, the reason he like knew he was being manipulated at the time. It's not like if you know it's happening, you can stop it, basically. Maybe. But I, I would figure that would still apply to someone who like has powers, right? I don't know. I mean, no. See, I mean, she has powers. Mm-hmm. Jin has powers because he's like a uh, descendant of wherever the Wisno people was called. Right, but I mean, she's not a descendant, is she? No, she's she's not a descendant. Or she's a niece. Yeah, she is a descendant. Right. No, she's a descendant to the family. Yeah, she right? is. She's she not- is. Yeah, because the CEO was one of the was one of the God. I I don't want to butcher. I think it was her mother's uh, brother is the CEO. Yes, exactly, and he's a descent, and he's one of them. So that makes her related. Oh, is he? Okay, I didn't know that. I mean, they probably can just put up blocks, like if they know. Yeah, maybe. Qigong is apparently the pronunciation. Okay, because that word is going to come up more. Yeah, we get that whole thing with him being uh, shitty. Also, I don't like the fact that the company. Is like um, giving everybody like family titles. Like I know that's like a thing in Godfather stuff or whatever it is. It's just it's just so like manipulative, so bad. You get what I'm saying? Like saying, "Oh, you become a son," which is basically like you part of like the the family. It's like, uh, like it's just manipulative. That's all. It's almost like they're organized crime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not a company. They're not fucking Walmart. Listen, I thought we were watching the Fast and the Furious 12. <laughs> Dude, Fast and Furious 12 will... A Fast and Furious movie, they will go inside someone's mind at some point. And there will, I don't know, be a car race or something. 
Do they still do that? Should, I don't think they've raced since like fucking Tokyo Drift, dude. Listen, man, I've never seen it. I forget exactly what she says here, but I got a pretty big impression that Jin was like up to some shit like immediately. I mean, they discussed in company. Yeah, she knows a lot about like she's just giving out company secrets basically. And um, he's the whole time like, I can't trust this bitch. I don't know who she is. And turns out she he can't trust that girl because she was trying to like she was just giving him stories to figure out if he's either going to be like shocked or surprised or if he's like, oh, yeah, I knew that kind of thing, you know. I, I like this though. I like the what's called the stuff inside of his head because he actually is like a smart person. Like he tries to connect all the dots. He's like, oh, well, this like she's um, if she known um, was a hostage for so long, then she must be like from the family because like I knew him, I knew him for like twelve years or something like that. And the only people mm-hmm. who would know him would be like people from the family. So he's like, oh, you you must be Chinese then or something like that. I completely also forgot that we had already seen this character at the Pizza Hut. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, remember she, this character. She, he, says, he says something in Mandarin, which is how he figures out she's Chinese. Because she's like, oh, you can speak Chinese? Cool. But Japanese is fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of something that happens in the next episode. Oh, okay. I just looked ahead at my notes to find it. Um, but yeah, you guys, everything you said was right. She tells him everything about the company, basically, and uh, about the uh, the Qigong masters. And, oh, like, so that's how you pronounce it? Jingang? Qigong. Qigong, okay. Sorry for butchering it still. Yeah, I just looked it up on Google, and if I'm if Google's lying to me and I'm still saying it wrong, I sincerely apologize. Did did they betray the company, or did they betray, like, the Chinese mafia, and then... They betrayed one of them. <laughs> I don't know. One of them <laughs> betrayed one of the two things you just said. And then they're like, all right, now you all die. Well, I think some of the Qigong masters like killed someone high ranking in like the let's I think it was the company. And then they were like, well, okay. No, 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 because it must have been the the Chinese side of it. The Qigongs betrayed I, I don't know, the Chen family, I guess, and killed somebody. So then the Chen family went and thought they wiped all of them out. And the Qigongs used a form of hypnotism to manipulate people, which is, we are now seeing like an evolved form of all that with the images and the crushers and such, which is why yeah. that stuff is relevant. So you think these characters are like the only ones in these in this world? That no. are like hypnotists? They're like crushers and stuff like that. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Okay. Or who knows? I mean, there, there's definitely plenty of people with the potential, whether or not it's being nurtured or not is... Hard to say. It's kind of the thing you don't look at, <laughs> where like you look at something yeah. like My Hero Academia and all this world-ending shit is going down. But it's like, oh, this is just Japan. This is also probably happening in like Russia <laughs> with some kid out there. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I'm I, I'm gonna pie it all together. You ready, Chris? Yeah, do it. I remember now, based on the note I just read. Um, they um, oh, the Qigong masters were um, yeah, they had the manipulation of the hypnosis. And then uh, one of them, I think, was the CEO's father, right? You're telling us. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm pretty sure uh, they were helping the mafia. And then the, the, they, they, the Qigong masters, or the CEO, gathered them all to make the company. And then a handful of masters betrayed the CEO. Uh, and then the uh, CEO, or the company, just destroyed the Qigong masters. But the CEO so, is a descendant of the Qigong masters. Yes. And his whole thing is he wants revenge on the Chen group. Yes. Which is the Chinese mafia. Or, well, 
Well, <laughs> I I don't know if this is that who is that who was on the boat was the CEO. Yeah, I thought the CEO was meeting uh, uh, Sukasa in that episode. Uh, I think he was. I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm ninety nine percent sure that was the CEO on the boat. No, I thought I thought he was the. Oh, you talking about one the one with the messed up eye? Yeah. Okay, maybe I don't know. I'm gonna go pet anime CEO. <laughs> Surely well, there will be no spoilers in the future. Yeah, it's I know. He's gonna. He's like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, it's, it's that guy. It's that guy. Okay, it is that guy. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he was part of the. Uh, well, I'm assuming maybe they used the Chin Group as part of like the puppets to to do the mass like the handful of masters that betrayed him and murdered the father. Maybe that was the. Uh, they used the Chin Group for that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure people will correct us. That's fine. To wrap the scene with uh, Satoru and Jin, after he more or less figures out who she is, they both stand up and say, how about another drink at the same time? Which is kind of fun. <laughs> Man, if everyone in this show wasn't a complete asshole, that would be kind of a cute moment. <laughs> yeah. But too bad everyone in this show is a complete asshole. Yeah, because the only one that really wasn't that much of a... Well, no, he's still a dick. Never mind. I'm going to take that back before I even reveal who I was going to think. Hi, is she? Hayashi, no. Hayashi, Hayashi is, but also he's like the only one who's like with a couple redeeming qualities. Yeah, yeah. Like he knows he fucked up, and he's trying to make good. But uh, I got a couple things about the uh, Sukasa and Hayashi still. Yeah, we are going into that scene, so go for it. I just want to point out that when we come back to the seat, it is nighttime. <laughs> They are standing in the exact same positions they are when we got away from them. So they have just been shouting at each other in those exact spots for a while. <laughs> um, so I, I think we glazed over. You talked about the peak stuff, but this is kind of when I think we realized either this whole scene, because they split it up, like you said. Uh, fucking my man Hayashi is just giving out his peaks left and right. Well, he's just trying to, he sees those people and he's like, well, this sucks for those kids. Yeah. I can help them. And I, I we kind of get a little bit of a tease later that Hayashi was potentially also like them. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think Satoru says like, yeah, Hayashi says he didn't, doesn't remember anything since he was 15 or before he was 15. Yeah. And, uh, Tsukasa was just... You know, they were just jumping through the peaks, or he was just falling on peak to peak, or was that? Who was in whose head at the beginning? Uh, Hayashi oh, yeah, goes was into Sukasa. Yeah, Sukasa's. Yeah, yeah, and then he did the fucking put Uno reverse card on him. <laughs> well, well, what, what's called the thing is like he's like, well, I know where your peaks at. Mm -hmm. They traveled through like a bunch of valleys, didn't they, or something like that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. They got to the point where it's like, I I know your peak is like hidden by this dog over here. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck it. I forgot to mention this one, though. At the, When they were at the bar, they toasted to each other's health. When's the last time, like, you've heard someone toast to health? Like, even in a show, let alone, like, IRL. Yeah, I don't know. It's always interesting seeing that stuff because yeah. she, she literally just, I'm pretty sure she just said, like, kanpai, which is the Japanese cheers or ah, uh, drinks, clinking drinks. Um, But if you... It, if you listen for that kind of stuff, you'll hear someone say that, but the translation will be so, so different across so many different things. And maybe I don't know enough about the Japanese language to know if the intent there was for her to say something Cheers like, hey, to, to our health or, or whatever. Just, just but, like a here, here. <laughs> or like a, you know, like a to us or, you know. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Uh, but did you have more to go on with that? 
um, Sukasa and Haishi? Not a whole lot. Um, I, I also know that this is the the part where at least I got the vibe where I think Sukasa uh, had figured it mostly out. Where he's like, when you give someone like your peak or whatever, there's an emotional bond there that like can't really be separated. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, uh, Sotaru also kind of figures that out, I think. Mm-hmm. But in a different, like, they're working, they're climbing to the same peak. Oh, goddamn, I did not mean for that pun. But they're climbing to the same, like, they're ladders, conclusion. but they're going to be, yeah, conclusion, but they're on separate ladders kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They're they're both going to get there, I believe, and I think it's going to be pretty fun. But I know that, I skipped ahead a little bit for that one, but yeah. yeah it's, I, on, I, it's almost like they're giving, like, when you give someone a peak, you're giving them a part of you almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I think it's kind of interesting in something we'll see later, which is actually got me. Oh no, never mind. I'm not curious about that anymore. But <laughs> I think it is kind of interesting. Like you look at Hayashi's peak and you look at Sukasa's peak, and there's stuff missing from Hayashi's peak and Sukasa's peak, and then Hiroki's peak is just the water from Sukasa's peak. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's always a thing of like there's details missing from the peak, just like inherently and. It's uh, Hiroki kind of explained it where like he liked the water or whatever, but yeah, yeah, I think um, it's because they have to. They literally like the first time that they walk into that the person's peak or whatever. That's all they know. Like that's the first memory, so they only have that to make their peak from. So they so they choose. It may, they could probably, I'm assuming, choose the entirety of it if they remember it all. But it, but definitely like portions of the peak are what they have to. You know, that's their memory now. Well, I mean, no, uh, I, I, I just think they get to. I think they choose what they what makes them really feel like a memory thing. About I mean, it. Mei Ling only gets the butterfly, and the rest is a goddamn hellscape. So, yeah, but that one's forced on her. Yeah, well, no, yeah, it sort is forced of. on her. Yeah, it is forced on her. The um, oh, what's his name? Sukasa's peak. He when he enters the mind, which is later throughout the episode. But he talks about how much he loves the waddle. Hiroki. Which is, no, no, it's Sukasa because Sukasa's his peak is all about the river. Like he has land. Like oh, Ayasis, yeah, that's true. That's true. But his is all about the river. And then uh, Hiroki's is, is just the waddle. He's like, I don't need the land. I love the wa- I love your water so much. That's why I decided to be goldfish. And He just wants to be inside Sukasa's yeah. water. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know about uh, Satoru's peak, even though. I mean, if it's similar to the one when he was young, then it's like the same thing as a Ayashi. But I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Ayashi made Maidling's peak a fucking butterfly. Well, he has the butterflies in his peak. Yeah, but he like I think he made whole have that butterfly as the peak. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, the other thing I want to mention is remember when we first walked into or when we first got into the mind of Sotaro before when we were watching before even uh, Hayashi went in there. Uh, or maybe when he did go in there, but his was just a hellscape too, like almost like uh, Mei Ying's, right? Because he was just like, he had the thoughts of his mom telling yeah. him like, you know, all that shit about she's going to commit suicide and stuff like that. So yeah, like, uh, uh, and then that that's a valley for him. And he's just basically stuck in a perpetual valley where it seems like Mei Ying's is half and half. Like she gets some of the peak. Wait. I don't think her butterfly is a peak. I think that's just her image. I think her peak is that little landscape that she gets, which is also similar to Hayashi's. Um, it's just surrounded in a valley. Like her peak is not separated from a valley. It's together. Mm. It seems like that's interesting. Uh, I I mean, the way I look at it was this: the butterfly was her peak, and it's always going to be her peak. Well, peak is a place. It's not a thing. 
Yeah, but Ayashi didn't give her a thing. He gave her a small little thing of her pe- of his peak. Well, if we go back into her peak, just take a look at the landscape and see how close it matches to Ayashi's. Yeah, Ayashi's. I, I, when you said that, I, I mean, I could still picture her pretty well. I think that's a pretty good point. I think you're right in that, like her, regardless of like what Hayashi gave her as a peak and if she even has a peak, I think whatever we saw is like at least melded with her valley and there is obviously some shit going on with the fire. <laughs> some shit going on in the background out there. Uh-huh. Like that, I think that whatever that fire is, whatever that memory is, is like her true valley. And it's it almost seems like you said to like also be living in her peak. So everything is just fucked up. Mm-hmm. You also have to remember is um when people when the crushers goes and um they get valleys from the people they I wouldn't say fight against, but they don't really fight against. But like all the people's memories, they take those valleys and bring it to their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to protect their peak even more. Yeah. Yep. And Mei Ling, I think, just brings them all to the same spot. She doesn't have any yeah. separation. Although I, I still think that fire is hers. I don't know, but the way I look at it, I think that butterfly is the only thing. Just because Ayashi literally tells her, pay attention to the butterfly later on throughout the episode. He doesn't tell her to like, pay attention to the grass around or anything like that. He's like, pay attention to the butterfly. Maybe that's the only thing you need to concentrate on. So I seriously think the butterfly is a peak. All right. Well, let's all keep that in mind going through into the next set of episodes, I guess, because we don't really get much on that in this set. Um, oh, well, are you done with episode five? Because that's something I do want to no, talk about. No, we're not about. done with five yet. Oh, okay. Um, Go on, are we, uh So we have the, the confrontation between Tsukasa and Hayashi. Um, where Tsukasa has his breakdown, which we kind of already talked about. We're like, why don't you love me? We cut back quickly to Jin and Satoru, where we learn Jin is the, uh, the CEO's niece and offers Satoru a position as a company employee. Satoru, oh no, we come back to Tsukasa having a flashback, and then we see that we are in his head. Hayashi got in, and he's trying to rewrite that memory. God, that was so, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so fucked. Like, it's so bad. This whole, like, the fact that he's just trying to change the guy's memory and Scott's like, yeah, like, I know you didn't do this. Like, stop trying to change it. Yeah. Um, Sukasa basically transforms. He goes, like, Super Saiyan in his water mode <laughs> and basically tells Hayashi, like, look, man. You can't change my memories. That's not going to work. You fucked up. You want to fix it. The only way is to crush me. They blow away to another memory. We get a quick uh, explanation of Sukasa explaining locks who to, Ro- to Hiroki, um, which we already covered as basically surrounding your peak with valleys to make it harder to get into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hiroki hates valleys. It's like, man, valleys suck. <laughs> That's why his lock is so weak because he doesn't take any valleys. He just leaves himself vulnerable uh we blow away again theoretically found something a valley or a peak and there's a dog there and that's where the episode ends anything else on episode five mm-hmm. so um i think it's this episode um the fact that hayashi picked soto over sukasa is like really messed up and the fact that he tried to change the memory well sukasa is the one that says Oh, the fact that he's the one that said, do you wish that I could bring you along too? Like, all that is, like, really messed up. Bro, I'd pick Satoru too. Yeah, well, you, the thing with Sakasa is, like, 
he has a special bond with Ayase. Why would you want to sell that with anybody? We see that with Harioko. He he doesn't want uh, Shoto and Sakasa to be together either. Well, let's be real. Hayashi is a uh, peak slut. Listen, let me be clear. We are not here to shame anybody. <laughs> we do not condone uh, slut shaming. We are very peak positive on this show. <laughs> peak positive? Oh, God. That's all I have um, to say. Okay. Well, no, Hayashi's just slinging peaks all around. And um, I, I I, mean, I, unless I miss it, I don't think Hayashi specifically said, I chose Satoru. I was under the impression that the company said that he has to choose Satoru. Um, but it still fucking sucks, man. No, no. He ha- he chose Satoru over um, Sakasa. Like, they make that perfectly clear. Oh, I must have missed it. I, when, when, I uh, don't think it's that explicit. I, I, I think it's framed through Sukasa, and that's how we're supposed to take it. But I think what we get is like, hey, the company told me only one of you can live with me. Sorry. And that's kind of all we get. So we're meant to, I think, believe that Hayashi um, chose Satoru, but also pretty much everything he does has been because the company told him to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got, but... I could be wrong. I mean, the, the way I took it, he just chose Santoro over Sukasa. I think they saw Satoru's door and were like, fucking yeah, dude. You <laughs> <laughs> just walked this motherfucker. You're taking that kid. Get that water weirdo out of here. <laughs> Which I, I guess we didn't touch on. Like, I don't, that might actually come in this episode, in the next episode, but that's the reason uh, Sukasa is like so slow because he has so many valleys and protects his locks so heavily that it's harder for him to move around because he's not That's what as I was gonna mention after you guys were done was like emotionally open some yeah they did some attributes like stuff like the more valleys you have the more closed up you are the better lock you have versus hayashi who's quick as fuck but he's not really protected yeah yeah but same with Hiroki. That's what Sukasa says. So I'm wondering if that's true or not. Oh, the fact that Sukasi is just slow. Oh no, because yeah, remember Hiroki's quick as fuck too, and he doesn't have any. Uh, he doesn't have that many valleys either. Yeah, and once we get to Sukasa's peak, he's like, I'm strong as hell now because we're in my thing. I don't have You're to in my world now. Yeah, we're he, basically in his locus of power. There's less points of detachment between his peak and him. A man just okay. hits his Viper ult. <laughs> That's an Overwatch reference for anybody who doesn't know. Valorant. Overwatch. <laughs> My favorite character in Valorant is the big monkey with the laser gun. <laughs> Thank you, Owens. <laughs> Thank you for putting more into that joke. I, first of all, I need to make something very clear. My favorite character in Overwatch is not Winston. It is Tracer. And if you ever thought <laughs> otherwise, you don't know me. You know what? I want people to tweet what they think your Valorant main is. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a fucking hard thing. I bet they thing. fucking get it immediately. <laughs> Say main like I play any other characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there's an option. Yeah. Uh, episode six, back door. <laughs> uh, Sukasa is meeting with the CEO as he's out bird hunting, and he tells him about pointer hunting dogs, which I do not believe this is real. <laughs> I don't right. think it is, but I'm, I mean, I'm no hunter, but I was just saying this fucking scene, don't kill the fucking dog. I was just waiting for the <laughs> dude. Dog as guys. soon as I saw I the scared. dog at the end of episode five, I'm like, fuck, here we go. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, Oda has done me wrong. 
so many. No, Oda. Uh, Oaki has done me wrong so many times with dogs. Please don't kill the dog. That's all I'm asking for. Please don't kill the pointer dog. This is a great looking dog. Yeah, but dude, like he goes on this thing of like, oh, the dog will just go there and point at the prey and it'll just stay there forever and die until its master tells it not to. And I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing, but th- there's absolutely no way this is true. Well, I don't know because <laughs> he said that and I know it's supposed to be mean or anything. Like that. I just got sad because all I can remember was like the Futurama episode about the dog. There's a <laughs> One Piece episode about the fucking dog. There's and- a real life example about a dog. Yeah, he's just like, dogs do stay, like, at the spot if the master does, I mean, I don't know, if it's, if it's completely, uh, completely wrong, then it's completely wrong, but every time I see in media, the fucking dog is just standing there waiting for the master, and this could be a fucking thing, because you can train your dog to do basically anything, so... I don't know. I don't know if this is true or not. I should have done some research. Our host should have done some research, but I don't. I don't. That's beside the fact. I, in fact, I am willing to claim that it's not true with no research. This is goddamn America. That's how we present our facts. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I mean, it is a very obvious thing of you're, you're under your master's power, no matter what you think, and you're just waiting for their approval to do everything, and you can never break free from that. Which he he basically takes a very utilitarian stance on having a bond where from Hiroki's perspective, like, yeah, it's kind of almost true. Hiroki's fucking he's got it bad for Tsukasa, but from his perspective, it's a positive thing. He doesn't see it as like a master and pet relationship. He sees it as like, oh, we care about each other. We're like, I think even Tsukasa realizes very much what is going on with Hayashi and he's like almost magically bound to him. Yeah. I mean, we kind of, I mean, I think later this whole premise of like being bound to the supernaturally bound to your, uh, I don't know what's up. I guess the master just weird feels weird saying that the owner, the pet, but, uh, yeah, Sukasa somehow figures it out and it seems like Satro's close. And based on like an episode, I think, or the last episode that we watched, Hiroki finally at least has a the first question mm-hmm. final. It seems like it. So I I'm kind of on board with like how they're portraying this, like the three different stages of like you know master to pet dynamics. And I'm, I'm I I hope Hayashi's not done for yet. So I want to see like what stage he's at or what or you know what I mean. Like did he have one? How did that flush out? Like I'm real fucking interested in this like master pet shit. Yep. I'm I'm gonna let that one float away. Too many too many jokes there. Too easy. So Bye. the the dog memory is a valley, right? It's it's yes, literally it the a valley, valley that's protecting his um uh, his peak. Yeah, I'm because it's basically the CEO telling him you're a worthless hunting dog. Yeah, and you're you're nothing without your master. This is where we we cut to or we get into Sukasa's peak, um, and so this is where we learn like Sukasa's slower, um because of all the valleys and he tells about how you're most uh, powerful at your own peak and also that his peak is so strongly protected that it's hard, hard for Hayashi to get in there so he's basically like trapped partway in trying to get through the eye of the dog basically it's a tiny little hole we see a quick shot of Hayashi in a puddle and then cut away um, we come back to Jin and Satoru uh, Jin is like Man, I goofed up. I was just supposed to feel you out. Oh, well, and just starts rambling at him. 
they start to leave and she goes into this thing of how she wishes she had an image so she could go into the mind of someone who has memories of her mom. And this is where the conversation that you were talking about previously, Anthony, comes in where uh, Satru kind of comes back with like, hey, you wouldn't be able to make your own memories and I think you're better off being able to make your own memories than our stuff because it sucks. Yeah, you have to really rely on somebody literally to wake you up into consciousness, basically. Yeah. But he offers, he's like, hey, you know, if the opportunity arises, I'll take you inside someone's mind who knows your mom when she was at her most beautiful. Um, And she's like, oh, cool. Uh, All my relatives are gone or whatever. You know who'd be a good good idea? The CEO probably would be the best (laughs) bet. And I I literally wrote playing the shit out of him. (laughs) I very, very sincerely hope that she is going for some crazy ass power play. You think so? I, if not, then fuck this show. Oh, really? If, they, if they're literally just writing her as like, be, because the, like the, the subtext of every scene with her is that she's kind of playing people. But if it does turn out like, oh, she's just the, the weird dits girl, like fuck off. Because if she's not, if she's not playing Sator, if she's not doing anything, then that's all she is. I mean, I just thought she was like her and the other dude were under the CEO's thumb. I mean, they probably are, but. But she didn't want Satcher to go inside the CEO with her. So that feels like a this is something. There's got to be something there. She's trying to take over or something. I think you're going to be disappointed. I sincerely hope not. The only time in the show they have used a woman to not be <laughs> cartoonishly evil. <laughs> if they relegate her to being just like stupid and useless, it's going to be very disappointing. We come back to Hayashi, and now we are in his peak. As Tsukasa explains his back door thing, where he's like, ah, our peaks were linked, or whatever. Reverse, reverse. Yeah, basically. Um, And Hayashi tells him that, like, yo, man, if you crush me, that's, you're right, our peaks are, like, literally linked right now. You went through your peak into mine. So if you crush me, you're going to get crushed too. And so Cass is like, yep. And yep. starts raining blood. <laughs> Fucking crying out loud. What was Sikasa like? I don't know. He just wanted a death wish with his person. It's just like, I don't know. I was going to say Romeo and Julia, but it's not how that went. Not a good relationship is what I'm trying to say. True. But I have one question for you guys right here at this exact spot. Pretend like you don't know anything else. Uh-huh. Did we know... Uh, one question, then then the question. Do we know that... Um, so two questions. Yes. Sasuke. Fucking Sasuke, dude. Do we know that Sasuke and Naruto were linked in their peaks together? No, uh, do we know that um, Tsukasa... God damn it. Yeah, that's his name, Tsukasa. Yeah, Tsukasa. Yeah, okay. See, I'm all fucked up. Uh, had already told, like, to bring him back to Hiroki. Yes. Oh, no, no, okay. we did not know that yet. We don't know that. Okay. Yeah. Well, and this question's kind of pointless. Well, I guess when we find out that we he does, like uh, like a scene or two later, um, do you guys think that he had any type of power play in mind with this? Do you think he had figured it out already? No. No, Not I don't think Sukasa did. But I knew Hiroki was able to bring him back. Because I'm like, that works for the reverse. Like, the, the way you backdoor, that works the same way in the reverse way, if you get what I'm saying. Like, I completely could... Um, not understand but i could completely like knew i'm like 
Oh, I bet his pet can give him back his peak because basically his peak is Oh, the peak reverse thing. Yeah. Okay. Because that's that's what Sakasa did was he backdoored the guy's peak and he's like and then when he came back, he's like, Oh, my pet did what I did but in reverse. And I'm like, as soon as uh as soon as we got that scene, I'm like, Oh, his his pet is gonna bring him back because I bet you could do it the reverse way. Yeah. In my head I was like, I wonder how they're gonna bring him back. I didn't I wasn't even thinking about like him. Yeah. Like since I, his peak was specifically from Sukasa's peak, I didn't even think about like, hey, maybe because they share ish some details of a peak, he can you literally use that to bring your boy back from being crushed. Yeah, I I completely saw that coming. As soon as they said, Oh, bring him I'm like, Yep, he's gonna bring him back. And I'm like, because he could just he basically just said, Oh, the peak that I got from you, he'll have it back. But we realized that's not enough. Basically, yeah, I, I didn't think about the mechanics of it at all, but I was kind of in the same boat of like, oh, yeah, he's going to uncrush him. What that looks like, whatever. Um, but they're going to introduce the ability to fix someone for sure. And speaking of Hiroki, well, the the other just, you know, so we don't totally gloss over that scene because I think it's important. <laughs> um, oh, the blood. No. Well, yes, the, the raining blood is important because it looks fucking great. Mm-hmm. But j- the... We're all in agreement that he didn't know he was going to get fixed. So I think it, yeah, it, it's, I think it's a really good character bit for Sukasa. has basically been in this like state of turmoil his entire life because he's been removed from Hayashi and didn't know if Hayashi would ever come back and Satoru kind of in the same boat. Um, and Sukasa went out intending to crush himself basically and said, bring me back to Hiroki when this is over. Not because he thinks he would get fixed, but so Hiroki wouldn't go through the same thing Sukasa went through. So even oh, though yeah. Hiroki's a that giant piece out. of shit, he did one nice thing. <laughs> Still fuck Sukasa. Yeah. But yes, that, that I just wanted to make sure <laughs> we touched on that. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I, I completely agree that I knew that Sukasa, Sukasa did not know that that would happen. Um, Katsuragi comes in and finds them both passed out in the woods. We get a quick shot of Jin be or debriefing to her cousin Long, who is uh, just yelling like, "You are stupid! You told him stuff. Why are you so stupid?" I mean, he wasn't supposed to say some stuff, so he's not Long. Yeah, that's all part of her plan. <laughs> we come back to Katsuragi and his henchmen, and we get actually a really cool bit here where like the henchmen don't really know about the Crushers. Mm-mm. They're like, mm, I, I heard about crushers and the old guy in front is like, guys, don't spread rumors. Come on. So like that old man fucking knows something, obviously, but he knows he knows just enough where you're not supposed to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he's an old man in the mafia, right? Yeah. They bring Sukasa to Hiroki. Uh, we learn that Long is planning to either bring in Satoru or Hiroki, whichever one's a gooder boy, to continue to make its babies. <laughs> Which is a phrase I like a lot less saying out loud now than just <laughs> thinking about it. Whichever one you use, the gooder boy can make babies. Uh, but yeah, basically one of them is going to take Tsukasa's job. Uh, Kataragi takes out his flash drive and he's like, oh, why do I have this? And then like goes into a trance almost like, oh, yeah, I'll just give it to Mr. Mat- Matasa, which we still know what's going on there. Who the fuck is that? We don't know don't who Mr. Know. Matassa is. Any th- thoughts on Mr. Matassa or the flash drive? Any theories on what's on that shit? Oh, okay. Mr. Matassa was a code word given to him by Hayashi? Yes. Okay. And isn't it also Satoru's code word? Satoru does use it, yep. Okay. Well, there we go. Solved it. Okay. 
But Satoru's going to give it his code word to someone else, and then Katsuragi's going to be like, oh, yes, here, I forgot to hand you this, and there's going to be a lot of shit on there that's going to damn the entire company, and Satoru's going to fucking lose it. You think it's just going to be, like, generic blackmail? Or you think uh, it's going to be something be, like... It must be, like, a little... No, of- I think it'll be more than just blackmail. I think it'll be blackmail plus, like, an answer to a problem he needed to solve. Mm. Yeah, actually, oh, Anthony, I'm just going to say, that sounds completely right. You say that, and <laughs> the puzzle oh, the puzzle is connecting. I just solved episode 11, and then 12 will be the finale. Yeah. It's 13, so I have bad news. <laughs> Fuck. Um, we arrive at the fish store. Katsuragi is a piece of shit to Hiroki, makes him think all this is his fault. Hiroki is just holding and crying over Sukasa's body. Uh, and then water shows up. And he's like, oh, that's that's Sukasa's water. I'm going in. And he turns into his fish, goes into the metal ocean as some fucking ripping ass metal. Cuts yeah, in. bro. Yep. I wrote that one down. I was like, this shit's fucking going, bro. I, it, I feel like when they wrote this scene, like the phrase raining blood was used. And they're like, so we put a metal <laughs> song somewhere in here, right? I did like right before that though like the man was just literally cuddling his phone and he was like uh Sukasa if you don't come back her store is done for <laughs> it's like man I think that's done for period bro yeah you're, he's, <laughs> he's not a great businessman no also naming still fish fish not not a good store name disagree love it fish is fish Lo- fish, fish and fish is, love it it's, just pretty good. <laughs> it's a great store name if you could think of a better day for a fish shop I fucking dare you Fish Hotel. Nope. Nailed Get it. your fish here. Nope. Fish fishes. Nope. <laughs> Get your fish here. It's pretty good. <laughs> Pet smart. Nope. <laughs> I didn't see I, I just like the implication of fish and fish. It's like, okay, a fish store. What else we got? Oh, fish. They have fish and also fish. Great. Uh disappointed that the girls had never come never came back to buy her arowana. Want to see the conclusion of that storyline? Well, we, I, I got good news. We got five more episodes. It's her. She's the shadow boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's looking for Sukasa. Finds him. He eats him up and brings him to his own peak, uh, which we learn is just the river from Sukasa's peak. He's like, I just like the water. So or I liked being I just the, the water was all I wanted. I didn't need the rest. It was cool being in the river with you. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn about the backdoor trick in reverse and Hiroki basically uh, cleanses Sukasa's peak and Sukasa comments, hey, your tail's all torn up. And that ends episode six. Anything else there? Some battle scars. Do you do we think the the tail being ripped up is actually going to be indicative of something or do we think it's just like a. I think it's a thing. I think the fact that um, the main guy's peak got destroyed is like battle damage for his pet. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in monkey's boat. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll grab a paddle, bro, and hop in the back. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, on that dude. One. I mean, we're not using a paddle. We're using a fucking like motorboat engine because I'm not paddling shit. Wait, I'm are lazy. you driving? Yeah, which is not good because I did drive in Boy Scouts. I'm putting and, a life jacket uh, on. It did not go well. I tipped over the. I almost tipped over the boat several times while I try and drive. I'm on a tube in the back with a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's just drinking oh, beer. Going, going, yeah, that sounds okay. That sounds okay to me. Battle scars. Yep, cool, man. <laughs> uh, I do want to add on a little bit. Um, I think not only does like 
Hiroki have the battle scar, but like we notice next episode, I don't know, skipping ahead, but we're right here. Uh, the nightmares and stuff mm-hmm. that he's now having. I think everyone gets damaged in this process, which is why I definitely agree with Sal that, you know, not only does the scar happen, but, you know, the because the original memory is fucked. Yes, totally. Yeah. Like, that's a, that was a really good point that I enjoyed. Yeah. Anything else on episode six? No. All right. Episode seven, Revenge. <laughs> Probably my favorite episode so far, if we're just taking like a standalone episode. Mm-hmm. I like six. Uh, I think this one's fantastic. Although I do have lots of notes on seven. We open with Rong, Long is using Mei Ling. He's just like out walking with her, don't exactly know what he's doing yet. Chen, meanwhile, is late for a meeting with his father and grandfather, gets into his car and is ambushed by Long. Right, I'm just going to say right now, fuck this guy, Chen. Blaming everybody the fact that he cannot wake up. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Set up an alarm. You're meeting your fucking grandfather. The one that's in charge of the fucking mafia. Learn to wake the fuck up. Maybe not have sex the previous day. Okay? Maybe if sex makes you sleepy, don't let that shit happen. What are you doing, dude? I completely understand why your grandfather wants to kill you even though he doesn't. But if I was your grandfather and you showed up late, boy, you're in the bottom rung in the ladder. I'm still most in this boat, but when you said something about sex, I'm going to put my toe in the water a little bit. I don't know about why, but... Anthony, you don't have a fucking horse in this race because it hasn't even shown listen, up to the track yet, all right? Listen, pod, no, I'm not talking about, like, no, I'm not talking about me having sex when he made the comment about sex I don't agree with. I'm talking about you trying to defend someone being late. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I completely missed that because I went to this whole rant and then I got cut off, so that's fun. Oh, listen, I don't even disagree with that. I'm Like I said, I, I, I disagree with the, the comment and sound number. Everything else, I'm still in the boat, bro. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this guy sucks. Yeah, he's ambushed by Long. Uh, he's taken over his driver, tasered his bodyguard, and tells Mei Ling to call out her butterfly. Uh, which this, the butterfly effect fucking rules. Uh, not the movie with Ashton Kutcher, I have not seen it. But the, uh, effect here in the show. Um, we get into Chen's memory, basically being berated. We assume this is a valley, probably. This probably doesn't matter. Um, but they change his memory... Or, or Mei Ling is just like kind of hanging out and Long tells her, hey, change his memory now or your butterfly is going to burn. She gets very upset about that. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. Yeah, Long. Fuck Long, dude. I want this guy dead by the end of the series. This will lose an entire letter gate, letter grade ranking for me if this motherfucker lives. <laughs> what if he gets crushed? If eh, I'll accept a crushing. A hey, crushing is bad. Like, that's almost worse than death. I'm just saying, this dude saunters out of the series. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they change his memory to th- make him think that his father, Chen's father, is telling Chen to kill his grandfather because he wants to kill him. And that'll help him pr- not only protect himself, but protect the family. And then we get the shot of Mei Ling's little hellscape, which uh, is, like Anthony pointed out, kind of like high as she's except all shrouded in darkness and... <laughs> Something on fire in the background. And like a new <laughs> thing blinks into existence. It's uh, Chen's father. And she's like, ah, another bad man is here. It's showing that she's basically just going around collecting valleys. Hayashi tells her just to focus on the butterfly. 
Uh, we come back to the fish store and Hiroki sees Mei Ling in the car as well as the butterfly. So, okay. We're all on the same page in that Hiroki can see the butterfly because his lock is so weak and her lock is probably non-existent because she probably doesn't have a peak, right? So like j- just, I guess. just those walls being so far down for both of them allows him to just kind of see that butterfly. Do we think? I don't know. I didn't think enough about so, that one. It's so weird because like, I think Hiroki is the only one that's able to see like, I don't want to say imaginary stuff, but imaginary stuff. But he, he does see the butterfly, right? And Satoru doesn't. Yeah. And he saw it before once already. And then he saw his uh, master's water. So I'm guessing, I guess Hiroko is just like wide open. So it, I, it makes sense. I don't know. It's just, it's real the fact he's able to see these things. You guys think that all this stuff is in the mind. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think too much about it. Yeah. I, every time those things come up, I'm just like, I don't know what's, I'm hopefully they explain what's happening is one is. They've had two shots where they explicitly show that he looks at the butterfly. Something is going to happen with that. He is going to do yeah. something with melee, a hundred percent. Yeah. Long um, is coming in to basically take over, and then Sukasa wakes up, and Long's like shit and leaves. <laughs> uh, Chen is at his meeting. Uh, Long, the CEO, and uh, Mailing arrive. They make them all get naked because they're assholes. We learn that. The CEO is the son of a Qigong master and Chen shoots his father, then like gets up or then the CEO gets up in the face of the grandfather, goes on his whole thing of like, ah, you killed my father. I'm here for my revenge. Been waiting for this for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and Mei Ling puts out the butterfly behind the CEO so that they can manipulate the grandfather and basically take over the entirety of the Chen group. Yep. Sukasa and we see Sukasa and Hayashi at their peak, just kind of chilling. Uh Sukasa goes to reach into a water, pulls out some fun organs and stuff, and turns into a nightmare. Um Hiroki later brings Sukasa some food, overhears him talking in Chinese, basically saying, like, yeah, my pet will do the job if I tell him to. Don't worry about it. We're good. Which fuck you, Sukasa. I mean, we knew Sukasa was this much of a dick anyways. I'm just saying the first four episodes. Oh, actually, my next note is literally where I wrote fuck off Sukasa. <laughs> uh, Sukasa goes into this whole thing of telling Hiroki, like, oh, I just uh, I was just trying to prove that I was worthy, that I had value to people. And you can't, you can't retire from this company. And then they link up, go into their peak. And Sukasa talks about wanting to basically manipulate the company and get one over on them. Uh, do we believe him or do we think he's still manipulating Hiroki? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know because, um, because Sukasa to me is just in the revenge quest of anybody that did wrong to him is the way I look at it. And so I don't know if he wants to take over the company. I know he wants to destroy the company. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sukasa is, yeah, he's making a power play. Um, I, I'm still... Do you guys think he wants to destroy the company or take it over? I don't know what this dude wants. Because I, I, cause this dude is just straight, like, fucking losing it. Because um, he just realized he can come back and he's like, holy shit, with my back door and my fucking pet. I, I think 
at minimum, he's still manipulating Hiroki to keep him around so he can continue crushing people. Mm-hmm. Um, like at a minimum, and then I'd imagine, yeah, I don't know. I I think he's kind of losing it still. Oh no, I think he's completely losing. I, it. I would be interested to see what happens to Satoru when he realizes Hayashi's gone. So I have something compare it to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do we think Hayashi's actually gone? Gone? Not yet. Uh I don't know. I I hope not. But I feel like we don't need to bring him back. I think he still exists as like a story element for something with Satoru. But I think as a character, he's probably mostly done. Okay. I don't think he's done. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think he is going to come back. Because it's one of those things like I have not. I've seen him cross, but we realize crossing doesn't really mean anything. I mean, anymore. Mean something. Or at least not as long as one of the people that you've petted is still alive. Yeah, yeah. And we learned basically the, I mean, Tsukasa, Hiroki, and Satoru, and Mei Ling, I guess, are the only people with powers, right? At least the images. Yes, are with are the only ones with images. And so theoretically, they're also the only ones who could fix Hayashi. No, no. The way I look at it is the only one who can fix Hayashi is probably only Satoru. I can't see anybody else fix. Well, I mean, maybe Tsukasa Mei-Ling. also, theoretically. And we don't know how it works like multiple levels down. The way I look at it is the fact that it has to be your pet that does it. And I'm still saying, I think Tsukasi fucked his peak so bad, he probably can't bring back Hayashi's thing because it's oh so now that his peak is fucked he could not use his peak to get that could i could see that yeah because it's not no more his peak it's not normally it's not from ayasi's peak it's from now it's technically from like hiroki right yeah yeah that's the way i look at it i could be completely wrong that's that's a good yeah i could see that but i would say so i want to say satoru but it's satoru yeah, Satoru. I think he's the only one that can bring him back. That's the only way I look at it. What about maybe Hiroki? Yeah, Mei Ling also. I mean, we, I we still again, don't we're think still missing Mei Ling has a peak. I, I don't. I don't disagree, but she has very strong powers. Yeah, I think she has a really small part of it. I don't think she has enough to bring him back. I, I also agree with you. I was just curious what you guys thought. Because maybe Hiroki t- tells them that you can bring him back. Because uh, Hiroki and Satoru are both like both of them are talking to each other. Mm-hmm. I could see uh, I could see Satoru being able to bring him back. Uh, I would I would like nod my head if somehow. Um, God damn, what's his name? Suka. Sukasa. Sukasa. I don't know why. Mikasa Sukasa. Uh, I could I would nod my head if like Sukasa somehow brought him back for some reason or whatever. But uh, I really I kind of want to subscribe to Sal's like now that his peak is fucked. The, yeah, I, I really like that idea. I have a question kind of building off of that. Or kind of tangentially related, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, Hiroki fixed Sukasa's peak. Do we think they'll play at all with it almost being like Hiroki imprinting on Sukasa? Uh... That is a good question. Like, I like what you're saying. I'm going to say no, though. Oh, fuck. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Huh? Editor, nope. cut this out. Dude, we can hear you. No one's listening. We can hear you. Sal, <laughs> so? let him go. Anthony, what do you think? Um, okay, I. What did he hear from that? We we heard everything, all of it. All of it. <laughs> um, I, I really want. Uh, if they do that, I I think it would be like just a fantastic writing like thing to like 
even not make it like the plot element of like now Hiroki's like literally like the master of him, but make it like subtle things like Tsukasa now kind of occasionally will have like a wait, why did I say that or why did I do that? You know, mm-hmm. he's he starts to, to gain like a legitimate affinity for him. Yeah, or even just like little subtle hints of it because of what happened. Not even like a mm-hmm. like you have to be watching and really paying attention to see it. Like I w- I'm really gonna enjoy if that if they do that. Cool. Okay. I I don't think so because like Sakasa knows that he gave like he gave his pet his peak. You know what I'm saying? I think it's like a whole mind thing, but that's the way I look at it. How do you guys feel about Dark Honey? Um, you know, not a fan. Um. I really enjoy I was like dark honey on like why wouldn't you just put syrup on there like the first time I heard him say it and then later on he was like you know it's called maple syrup he was like oh yeah of course I know that I was like you fucking dumbass Sukasa is still working out his plan he he kind of doesn't he's he knows he's got a plan he just doesn't know what it is yet Sukasa yeah yeah uh he does know he wants to get rid of Satoru though uh, Hiroki doesn't understand maple syrup. He's literally in the kitchen like, I don't get why it's called maple syrup. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, he does say a quote, though, that I would like to say with this quote. It tells you about Sukasa a bunch, which says, Trust only lasts until someone involved changes their mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he says that, and I'm just like, Yeah, sir. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Katsuragi and Satoru show up. And Satoru is like, hey, what are your fishes dead? Okay, the fact that this fucking guy does not know about the fucking beta fish. Why is this guy wanting a fish shop? Because he's an idiot. He likes fish. Man doesn't know anything about anything. Anything else on episode seven? Uh, Yes. Go. I just want to stress that I enjoy the two fish in the same tank. Comparing uh, Tsukasa and um, Satoru. Oh, I was I was gonna say, is this foreshadowing? Is someone gonna die? Oh, hundred percent. What? Yeah. How? I don't see how. That doesn't okay, track well, at all. Hold on, let me pull okay. Chris. Uh, let me explain to you how storytelling works, please. <laughs> what? Uh, a metaphor? What that is that? <laughs> metaphor? Yeah. Uh, who do we think dies? Who's the dead fish? Uh, Sakasa. There's no way Sakasa's living. This yeah, series. Sakasa's out, bro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's. He's the dead one. Uh, are we sure that maybe it's not Hiroki versus Satoru? I think Hiroki's out too. Yeah? I think he has to go so, so that way Tsukasa uh, can go. Hmm. Interesting. Episode 8, Intrigue. <laughs> uh, Jin is telling Satoru about what happened with the... Uh, the, the Chen group and what their plan is going forward and then conceals his scar. What's up? Yeah, power. Grab. Oh, sorry. Power grab. Yeah. And then conceals his scar. And he's like, oh, man, it's God. Wow. And man, I hope they do something with her because they talk a little more and she's basically like, yo, dude, grow the fuck up. Start thinking for yourself. Stop leading on a high issue for everything, my man. Dude, you haven't even talked to the dude in two years. Move on, bro. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong, but like, literally, Hayashi saved his life. I mean, look, I get it, but also, she's <laughs> she's not wrong. Uh, th- that's why I said, Owen, do you want to say anything else? Yeah, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to throw in a fuck you and um, continue the point that 
Uh, yeah, yeah. This is what I kind of meant earlier when I said like we, I, I really love seeing the three stages of what the fuck is a pet to an owner. Because like Sukasa's uh, already fucking like I'm done, and um, Satoru's just like figuring it out. He's I think he's getting there with a little bit of help from his friends, and then fucking literally Hiroki when they're walking up the stairwell to do this job was like, wait, does he really not care about me that much? Like he literally had the first question. Yeah, he he almost like. <laughs> took Sukasa's advice too far. Yeah. He's like, well, he told me not to trust Satra. How do I know I could trust him? He said trust is bad. Wait, hold on. Uh, yeah. And um, and even earlier before this job, when uh, Sukasa was like, thank you for taking this for me. And he goes, no, I did it for myself, which is bullshit. But at least he's like kind of like moving in that direction. Mm. Uh, we get to see Hiroki's disguise. Dude looks like shit. Oh, my gosh. He does not look good. <laughs> Man, Sukasa warns about Satoru, like, hey, don't trust him. We were talking about that. Uh, Katsuragi shows up and starts talking shit. And Sukasa throws in a thing of like, hey, man, I'm not going to be there to hold him back this time. Uh, Katsuragi reigns himself in. like, well, hold on. Hold on a second. And something uh, he basically we learned that Sukasa is invited to a Peking duck banquet from the CEO, which Yakuza has taught me a Peking duck banquet is a big deal. Oh, shit. Like a big ass deal, man. Like you going out for Peking duck with someone that is like some high level shit. Let's go, baby. We get maybe my favorite scene so far uh, where Sukasa like merrily jaunts back up to his room and starts oh, with like scheming. the skipping and shit. Yeah. And how I he's got to like, that. it was so good. He starts going through his whole plan about how he's going to use this Mei Ling. piece of shit. He's humming the whole time. Like his thoughts are running over with each other. It's just this like cacophony of noise. It's so good. Dude is coming undone. And then he thinks about Hayashi and throws up a little bit of water. It's like, oh, uh-oh. Yeah, maybe maybe the guy that gave you a peak. Maybe your peak is not strong anymore. That's probably this what happened. fucking lost it. Yeah, but oh, it's just the the sound mixing on this scene is so incredible. Cannot praise it enough. Satoru and Hiroki, meanwhile, at the uh, the the banquet or whatever, move out to go enact their plan. Satoru asks Hiroki advice about becoming an employee, and Hiroki immediately launches into, "Why is he asking me? What's his plan? I don't trust him." But then that's where he starts to be like, "But wait, do I trust Sukasa? Oh no." And they, they literally flipped the shot upside down for him doing this <laughs> until he's like, ah, Sukasa's probably fine. And then the shot becomes upright again. I'm going to say this one time. Amazon needs to fix the subtitles, but they keep running words together. Yes. It's really annoying. I mean, it's fine, but. It takes me a second. It's like, oh, what? Oh, okay. Trying to read a big word and you realize it's two different words. It's like, <laughs> okay. Nice. Wait, you guys can't read or hear, listen to like fluent Japanese? Give me, give me one Japanese word, Anthony. Nani. Damn it. I should have I should have picked I should have said two. That's that one's on me. <laughs> I'll get you next time. Um uh Hiroki tells him, I don't know, man, make up your own mind. He's like, Yeah, but thinking for yourself is hard. That is so good. That's my favorite line in this whole thing. So, so true far. though. So like, true. Man, thinking for your heart, thank you for yourself is fucking hard, bro. I understand. Um, Sukasa has a flashback to working with Long and Long is literally fucking full on villain sitting with his flute of wine telling him to crush people. So that's Long. I did not. He just has too much hell. I was. I did not know it was that, that was Long. 
Yeah. Uh, or faces, that helps. We learn that Satoru's door only sometimes doesn't work with valleys. It always works with peaks. Very interesting, actually. Any thoughts on what that means? Oh, Satoru only jams on valleys? Yeah. Wait. When, like, oh, Satoru's his, door his gets door, stuck yeah, sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be just his self-conscious is like, yeah, we don't, we don't want to go to the valley. We want to go to the peak. Maybe one of those things. Fuck, yeah, I didn't think about it. Yeah. God damn, Sal. I'm, I'm just... This boat I'm in is just... It's so buoyant. I love it. Yeah, dude. We can cross the Pacific together. I'm here with Sal again. Guys, you, I <laughs> fell off the tube a few miles back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I just thought that's interesting. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll explore that in the rest of the series, I would hope. The series does <laughs> not end before touching on that. They start to move in on their target, and Hiroki gets apprehensive because the wife is there. But... Satoru hypnotizes them. They get in. They get into the target's peak, which uh, I guess he is the illegitimate son of the leader of the Chen group, which is why they need to take him out so they can't make like a legitimacy claim and have him take over. Yeah, and he's an ambassador, right? Uh, something. I thought I heard the word I ambassador. I could be wrong. but I don't know. That's just how I have him in my head as the ambassador. <laughs> um, and this scene, honestly, kind of didn't care for. Oh, really? Yeah, because Hir- Hiroki like, confronts Satoru and yeah it's like okay so we're finally getting here with these two like they're both having their doubts they both like aren't fully on board with this shit and Hiroki kind of lays it all out and Satoru goes like yeah but we gotta and then Hiroki just like gives up oh I thought it was more like Hiroki we're not good people like we've never been good people so like why does this bother you like if we did this in private would that be okay and Hiroki didn't say anything so I figured like in his head, he was like, yeah, it would be more okay, but that still makes me a bad person, so I understand why we're doing this. I'm with Anthony on this. Let's no, go, this Sal! Let's vote! I, I, I'm, I'm not fucking buying that at all, because actually, Satoru's whole thing is he doesn't think about this kind of stuff because it makes him think about Hayashi. So it, it's not that he has resigned himself to doing to being a bad person. It's that he doesn't even question it because he can't handle where that brings him mentally. I mean, that's true, too. I and mean, then, do you believe that? Yeah. I do, because I, I think the whole thing with these two and pets in general is they're just simple, naive children. They're not like fully fleshed adults in terms of their like mentality. So Satoru has bad thoughts. He avoids the bad thoughts, whatever, however that happens to be, um, which I think helps lend into Monkey's point of his door. is just like, I ain't going to the fucking valley. Come on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But Hiroki is like so super against the company. Hiroki is like, I want to be a good person. I don't want to hurt people. And then Satoru gives him this sob story. And then he's immediately like, yeah, okay, fine. I'll crush him. Let's not explore our moral quandary further. Let's just get this over with. They they both clearly are not okay with what they're doing. But because Satoru gave him an explanation that's sad for Satoru, Hiroki just decided, fine, I'll crush him, let's go. Well, yeah, you have to think of it in Hiroki's point of view is that he has to do this because of his master. So it's like he just needed a, a small little push to do it. Yeah, I know. I And I get that, you know, there's still basically half the series left. So we're, they're still just seeding the doubts that I'm gonna sure that I'm sure are gonna come into play further. I, I just oh, didn't yeah. like how it played out in this scene. It felt like it felt too like they brushed it off too quickly for me. I'm still okay with how they did it for now. Yeah, I mean later on if they decide to do this, that would make me more mad. But I 
understand it from Satoru's point of view and Hiroki's point of view. So they're bad people. So they start to get out or they, they do it. They start to leave. Hiroki on his way out uh, bumps into Karatsuragi and passes out. We Can we talk about the memory, though? The fact that the guy's memory is his dad coming to him saying, I'm your dad. I'm your real God. dad. Yeah, I'm yeah. your real dad. And then fucking the memory they put in and says, I'm not your dad. Oh, that's crushing. I don't. Uh, okay, so hold on. Actually, I didn't even think about this, but I'm going to take umbrage with that, too. Th- this guy. <laughs> so we we have to assume that there is some sort of positive relationship between this guy and this kid for him to be so invested in this guy being his real dad and it doesn't have to be a positive relationship just a positive moment but i mean for him to be so invested and for that outcome to be so meaningful that he must think high very highly of this guy but also if this guy who he i'm going i'm going to bet he has some sort of good relationship with is like no i'm not your dad but I'm still fucking hanging out with you and treating you really well and stuff like you were my own kid. Mm, I, I don't <laughs> look, I don't want to belabor this point. I, I just, I wasn't even thinking about it until monkey brought it up, but I think that, I think this is weak as hell. Uh, Owens, do you not understand how crushing works? No, I understand how crushing works. Okay. So how does crushing work? Uh, you fuck up their brain. Okay. So if you give them a moment, well, it doesn't make sense. Like the dad saying, I don't care about you, but your dad is still picking you up. Isn't that still fucking up the brain? No. Yes, it is. Dude, you can have father like figures that aren't your actual father. Oh, yeah. I think I can I can can end this this right now. So um, I think you guys are arguing two different things ish. I think one is. like I think Orange is saying, like the moment or that the dad should not have had enough emotional connection to the kid for it to be a, a peak in general. And Sal and is more like he literally switched the words on him, like literally fucking flipped, like I am your dad to I am not your dad. So it's literally a one eighty flip, and his brain's now fucked. I don't right. I don't think that's how it works. You only get crushed. You only get crushed if your peak becomes a valley, basically, or if your peak is ruined in some way. And it's just a memory alteration. Or, or if somehow the logistics of it are skewed in a way that it doesn't make sense with the rest of your memory. My point is, yeah. I just think, I look, I don't care about this at all. I, I am just saying that I, I think it's a weak ass moment. Do better. I, I, I liked it. I, I understand, like, that was his, like, People can grow apart, but at that time, like that's the happiest he was in his life. That feeling yeah. of actually having a dad for the first I still time. Think even it if he, w- I'm just saying, even I think if it would 20 still years be pretty later, he happy. Like that dad. No, I'm saying you know I, th- I, mean? I still think it would be pretty. It should be pretty happy, even if that guy wasn't his dad. Oh, just having a role model. Period. Because it, it's still the guy. Like I'm not your dad, but I still care about you a bunch. Is what. Gotcha. So like I, I think. Yeah, I, I, I get it. But you're it. okay with him living his entire 20 or 30 years, and then now, because of the memory that changed, he thought that was his dad, but now it's not his dad because of memory. You're okay with that being crushed, though, right? Oh, yeah, sure, fine. Okay, yeah. Just making sure we're all on the same page there. Yeah, if it is like it conflicts with his other stuff logistically, fine, whatever. But but the the, the whole flip of like, this is supposed to be so devastating to this guy. Like, fuck off, I don't care. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh... 
we learn that Hiroki is going to the same hospital, which we're on the same page. Hi, is she right? Huh? Uh, Hiro- they, uh, Jin says, like, like they learn Hiroki passed out and was being taken out uh, yeah. in an ambulance. And, like, and she says he's being taken to the same hospital. Yeah. And why'd you say Hayashi? Because we, we have to. Uh, my assumption is he's being taken to the hospital where Hayashi currently is. I thought Hayashi was just in a four still. No, they took him. I don't think he got. I don't know why they would bring him to the hospital, though. Did he take him? Katsuragi took him, yep. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Um, Uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah, they specifically wanted these people to be taken, or the the ambassador or whatever, to be taken to a specific hospital, but because Hiroki got... The one where they have influence. Yeah, and theoretically control. I mean, if if it's not Hayashi at that hospital, then what would it be? Why would they make such a big deal over the hospital? Yeah. Uh, I'm specifically I, Hiroki I, going to it. I think just think they, they could link up Hiroki to that guy's um downfall. Yeah, I, I really don't know. I, I didn't. That's the way I look at it. Because up until just now, I didn't even think about Hayashi being at a hospital. So <laughs> yeah, they, they do kind of give a throwaway line of like, "Yeah, we'll set up a body double to take the fall for Hiroki." Yeah. Well, also you have to say like you have to think that uh, it's really weird the fact that two people from the same place go into the same hospital. Yeah, that that wouldn't make sense to make as a point, <laughs> I guess. Like, I mean, when you look at it, it's like, why but why did these both go into the hospital if they came from the same place? Was it an accident over there? I'm not picking up what you're putting down. I'll be honest, bro. I'm kind of lost in the sauce. Okay, so like if two people come from the same area and they go to the same hospital, mm-hmm. wouldn't that raise up any red flags? Like, why are these both, both these people showing up at the same, like... Yes, it would. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I think they're just trying to prevent that. Oh, with the body double? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, I get. Well, yeah, sure. But also, like, that they're, if that's it, then there's, like, really no point to have Hiroki go to a hospital. He's he's going to find something at that hospital. I mean, you might be right about that. But I think I think the point that we're forgetting, though, is why did Hiro- um, Hiroki pass out? Yeah, I think that's the bigger point. It's not why he went yeah. to the hospital. I think it's the him passing out. Yeah, until he has his fucking scene with Hayashi and everything blows the hell up. I think it's because he fucked shit up with Sukasa. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it's the whole peak thing. Yeah. I think the fact that he knows Sukasa's peak is not as is not as strong as it was. Well, it's basically gone now that his peak has gotten weak or two. So it, that's the way I look at it. Also, he I hasn't been eating. That can get you. Oh yeah, what you're right about that. What if like not like the hospital was just nothing, and then he just passed out because he had low blood sugar. <laughs> Hayashi's not there, and he was just he was yeah. just sleepy. Hayashi's still in the trunk of Katsuragi's car. Ugh. <laughs> uh, we get a quick flashback of Sukasa um, meeting or with the CEO, and then he is on the plane going to meet him. He drops a glass of champagne off the table like he's a goddamn cat. And then muses a bit about Hayashi and Satoru. Sakasa's making moves, bro. Yeah, he is. Uh, That is it for episode eight. Anything else on episode eight? No. No. All right. Closing thoughts then. So you want to go first? Yeah. I'm uh, after these few episodes, I'm finally into the show. I'm totally enjoying it. I cannot wait to finish it. Yeah, it's actually really good. I'm hoping it ends well. But if it, even if it ends bad, depending on how bad it is, yeah, I think the show is actually not bad. So uh, I gave it a thumbs up. 
Uh, yeah, I'm pretty on board. Um, I like, I think that the character development makes linear sense to me, like where everyone at or, or at in the current like stages and stuff like that, at least at this moment. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very interested and intrigued about what's going to happen. I think it's pretty fun that most of these characters are all shitheads and I'm still like on board with the story, you know, I'm still pretty pumped to see where everything goes. I'm hoping this. Um, yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm, a, I'm on board. Uh, I have to call out a line I forgot about uh, when Sukasa is doing his insane rambling and humming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does a thing where like, I'm going to use Mei Ling, and they're going to try and put Mei Ling in some in somebody's mind. But surprise, it's Sukasa who's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like this guy is going full fucking. He's going to be in clown makeup by the end of this episode. <laughs> going full joker mode no not joker mode well silly joker mode (laughs) but you know man's losing it yeah i honestly think i'm a little cooler on it than i was last week um i I, the story is interesting enough i'm kind of at the point where i hope we're done with rules like i'm over them explaining stuff now um except for like i want to know what's up with mei ling and i want to know what's up with satoru's door Outside mm-hmm. of that, I really want them to stop explaining stuff to me and just start doing shit. Yeah, um, I think I'm on board with that. Um, and yeah, I, the story's interesting enough. I'm curious to see where it goes. But I just, I'm not invested in any of the characters and it's making it hard for me to like latch on to any of the stuff that's supposed to have weight behind it. So like I'm, I'm interested in the show, but I'm not feeling the show. That's fair. Because even I kind of had that with uh, uh, Sukasa, because I was like, he's real interesting. I'm going to like him. And I was like, he's kind of a, th- these like four episodes, like he's kind of a shithead. I mean, I'm still like, you know, interested in what happens to him, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not his ally anymore. Yeah. And, and to me, he's not, anybody. he's not a shithead in a way that I'm like, yet, yet, yet. He might get there, honestly, in a way that's like, oh, this motherfucker's crazy. Let's go. I'm delighting in every minute this guy's on scene. He's like, you're an asshole, dude. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, he could turn that way because of what happened to him. Yeah, I would love that. Which could be pretty fucking interesting, yeah. Um, But I, I, like, I'm kind of pulling for Hiroki a bit. Satoru completely lost me when he became a raper. Kind of want to pull for Jin, but she's on board with the whole baby program. So that's, she's out. <laughs> yeah, dude. I Like I said, like all the characters are kind of dicks, but I'm kind of just enjoying the story. Yeah. It's kind of like you don't want, you don't care who wins. You just want to see a winner. I don't yeah, even want to see a winner. I mean, that's the thing though. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it It's hard to see like a way that this ends that I'm, emotionally satisfied like intellectually sure but in in a way i come away from it being like yeah i'm happy with that i I like how that ended like i i feel i don't know it's hard to describe i guess i think i feel you and the emotional versus logical thing that that makes a lot of sense actually fuck it i want hayashi to win dude's the only one who's not a complete person (laughs) there we go on board with hayashi any hot takes or predictions I can't think of anything. I mean, my hot take last week was I thought Hayashi and um, now I can't remember his name. Sakuna. Sakuna. Nope, <laughs> yep. Sakuna. Yep. What about Sakuna? Yep. Sakuna went into your mind and went, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Mm. I went into the valley, guys. This is crazy. <laughs> He's actually crushing him. He's actually doing it. 
God damn it. Uh, the only hot take I think I'm going to have. Uh, I no, was sorry, we interrupted earlier. Bucky's hot take. Oh, sorry. Go. <laughs> oh, no, no. I was just saying my hot take was completely wrong. I don't think they're teaming up. No. So. Oh, uh, mine is going to be that um, uh, Hayasi, uh, his peak was from the CEO. Okay. Ooh, that's interesting. That means Hayashi has to come back, though. Yes. For that scenario. Do you think Hayashi is going to come back? Uh, I think so. I don't. Yeah, I think he's going to get uncrushed. Because um, I think they're going to make an even playing field with everyone kind of fucked up, including yeah. Satoru. Uh, I think whoever ends up being the the good the the goodest good boy of between <laughs> Satoru and Hiroki from the yeah. audience perspective, not from Long's perspective. Uh, like wh- whoever emerges as like our hero of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, I think they win, whatever that looks like. And two, I think they. The ultimate motivation and the ultimate like thing for them becomes helping mailing. Oh, that'd be a nice little wholesome end. Or she just gets weaponized and goes fucking nuclear <laughs> and just like shatters everybody's mind. Remember, this is the same guy that wrote Pierre LaFoe. <laughs> and Perfect Blue. And Perfect Blue, yeah. Uh so yeah, I think it's either good happy end or not good happy ending, but I think they someone saves mailing or she fucking blows up. Okay. Uh, anything else before we close out? Uh, we are doing five episodes next week. <laughs> All right, monkey, you're fired. No, no, please, no. <laughs> uh, next week we will be wrapping it up with the final five episodes of Pet. Um, after that we will move into whatever I believe Monkey's pick is going to be. Woo! We're gonna have more fun. Ugh, I hate fun. I'm sick of it. <laughs> uh, uh, other, if you would like to get in contact with us in some way listen after the music where you can hear our socials and email uh so check that out and get at us otherwise until then or until next time i don't know what i'm doing my first anime (laughs) hey thanks as always for listening we decided to smash through fate and forge our own futures by launching a Patreon. You can check that out over on patreon.com slash myfirstanime, where hopefully by this point we figured out some cool shit to do. Or if you would just like to leave us a review and uh, rating on wherever you get your podcasts, that helps as well. And also, I am winging this, you know, also has wings, Twiddle. So at us, at myfirstanime, and other shenanigans talk about how awesome i am that's salvador also monkey just really just leave comments about me is what i'm asking for i'm also plugging i guess my stream on uh, twitch.tv slash uh, st monkey with a zero and if you want to email us uh, our email address is my first anime podcast at gmail.com and you can check out pictures of my cat on instagram and twitter under the handle of sir paper plate See you next time on My First Anime. Anime. (laughs) Did it in one. Perfect.